Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Hour number three already. All right. It is 6.03 here in the Bayou City on a Saturday morning. Let's head down to Corpus Christi. Let's check in with Captain Cliff Webb, see how he's doing. Morning, Cliff. How you doing, bud? Morning, Mickey. What's up? Oh, man, just a beautiful morning. Golly. Right temperature. Kind of like California. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, it's uh, It's been a slow. It's uh, We've had this uh, push of this north wind for so long against the causeway. Our, our water's up two or th- maybe three feet. And boy, it's scattered our fish out, dude. It's it's been a little it tough is. this week. We've, we've had some hard times. You know, I uh, met my guys Thursday, and I'm talking to Chad and those guys. And you know, Chad says, you know, we had four boat deal, and uh, I guess the best boat was nine fish. You know, it was just sad how how much water water we covered back in Alazan and Bath. And, and what's happened? These fish moved so far south through the cut into Mansfield, and Mansfield's just on fire right now. Until until we get some of this water out of here, and we got you know. Like six or seven inches of fresh water down there it's just it just scattered things out i'm catching fish mickey but not like i've been catching them you know it's just yeah it's it's a grind <laughs> i'll tell you that right now right i uh, thursday i got a one guy by himself he's really good you know and we fished all over the place finally ended up pretty far down south and we had one way that uh, caught six fish <clears throat> you know three of them were probably three to five pounders but other ones just mm-hmm. fish fish but uh, I had something pretty cool happen. This uh, guy standing next to him, and he's, he's throwing a little bitty top water, and a chop blows up on him, misses it. He lets it sit there. He twitches again. He smokes it. You know, he gets it. And at the same time, this brown pelican's kind of circling over him. You know, kind of circling over the fish. And this is about a four-pound trout. You know, good solid trout. And you know how they come up and they'll stick their head up and just kind of walk with their head out of the water a little bit. Uh-huh. That pelican was hovering and dove on that trout and hit him. When he said, he said I could feel it on my line. Hit that <laughs> trout. <laughs> Pelican Crazy. was diving on a four-pound trout. I go, that pelican was my. hungry. <laughs> he was. He, I, I could feel he bumped the line when he hit the fish. You know, <laughs> had a little beat mark in his back. You know, but I've had him dive bomb my super spooks before, but I've never oh, had one dive bomb with a fish of on. That's crazy. I've never seen it before either, Mickey. That was nuts, man. <laughs> and it was a big fish. You know, it wasn't a little dink. It was a big fish. You know. <clears throat> But uh, it, this is what happens. So our causeway, it kind of jams things off, and that north wind blows and blows and blows. It just pushes water, pushes water in Laguna Madre. We've had about a week of that. And then, you know, you had uh, five, six inches of rain on top of that. Right. Every slough is just maxed up and, and so much fresh water. And, you know, we're talking to Chad and all these guys and drowsing. It seems like our pattern is, is like a month off. It's the fish that everybody's catching on shrimp and stuff are in five, six foot of water out deep. Right. You know, I think some of the fresh water, there's too much fresh water in the sloughs in the mouth. And, you know, so it just kind of changed things. And we did, we had this this time of year. And then you'll get those things between the front where the water will fall out. This is what we're hoping for. We'll get some slack wind and let this water pull back out of Laguna Madre. And, you know, come back in and get the salt water and stuff mixed up. But right now mm-hmm. we got a lot of fresh water in the, it's a little tough. Yeah, y'all had a lot more rain than we did. Yes, sir. And then it was, it, it's a combination of, <clears throat> not northwest wind, due north, and due north just pushes in the northwest will take a little water out, doesn't 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 pull it in like it does. But that you look at our system, those two holes on the those holes in the causeway, just I mean it's like a river coming through there, and just throw the whole lagoon yeah, of water. Yeah, see, a north wind never... will push your water in down there like a northeast uh-huh. does us up here, east and the northeast. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's nuts how that works, you know. 
But uh, and so yesterday I got a guy's got a 17th of a Kenner, and we've been waiting and waiting for a day calm enough for him to run some tracks. He <laughs> wants to know how to get in, yeah, get in and get out of bath without hitting a rock. And so we never picked up a rod yesterday. We ran that bay, and I ran him some tracks, <clears throat> and it was dead slick. And when it's dead slick, I can really see where the fish are, and I can see the bait, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And there was so much dead water compared to what it was two weeks ago. And right. I'd run four or five miles and no bait, then hit a big bunch of bait, you know, and you could smell a few fish. But you could just tell the fish have moved big time. They have definitely moved south. And, I, you know, I've seen it happen before where they'll all move down to Mansfield, and they'll come back. They'll come back through that cut and pull back in there again. Or, And there's fish in the north end, like upper Laguna Madre, around uh-huh. the causeway. You know, the last a couple of these guys are just fishing within two or three miles of the causeway, just fishing potholes in the flats. And they're catching fish, 17, 19, 20-inch fish, but not mm. what we're looking for, you know. Right. So, uh, Port Aransas, Rockport have fish up there, but the middle the middle of Bathin really hurt with that water and, and uh, all that high water. You can't really fish uh, in the mouth of those sloughs when it's three foot up in the sloughs. I mean, it's, there's water up in the – there's cow patties floating. I'm telling you, man, it's just <laughs> – it's serious, you know. <laughs> the water's up there with the cattle walk. <laughs> Hey, Coming I'm telling you, dude, it's up there with a wa- <laughs> Yeah, it's where the cows are walking. I mean, the things are floating, you know, it's crazy. But uh, it's going to get better. It has no way to go but up. But anyway, that's why I, I told you not to come this, you know, Monday and Tuesday because right. it's going to be slow. It's going to take two or three days for this, uh, everything to fall out and things get back to normal, Mickey. But, you know, I'm real honest with my people. I tell them the way it is. I, I know you what, are. What that's, you hey, that's the way I've always rolled. You've got to yeah. go with it. And that's uh... got to go with it, man. You can't have somebody drive four hours down here to catch nine fish you know it happens yeah. sometimes you know i drop the ball and i don't get on them or don't something doesn't happen but if i see it coming man i'm just not going to do that to those guys you i know, understand you know? hey, I'm, I'm it hurts the pocketbook it. but it, it, it's good for the it's good for the heart you know right anyway <laughs> exactly i'm with you buddy uh... but uh, have you by the way it is is blaine sending good deer pictures i've been waiting to see a picture from blaine up there they shot anything good no not anything good yet he just hadn't had the weather yet when he's got his hunters in you know he had he had a guy and his sons come down for a four-day quail hunt and uh, they had one good day because it rained the whole time golly Mm -hmm. you know just uh you know an opening weekend of deer season they had fog and heat and you know what fog (laughs) does like yesterday morning when i talked to him he was fogged in yesterday morning he was dreading Oh, that. I'll tell you what, Wednesday yeah. was foggy. Got a, I got lucky on Wednesday. I ran before it, and I ran about 40 miles south, and I pulled out on the shoreline. I looked back, and it's just like I just can't see nothing. And it came right. over us. But we were already in the water, and we are some really tight rocks. I knew a boat would never run through here. I mean, right. there's no way they're going to get to us. There's just no way, you know. It's like going through landmines. Land but so we sat there, and we got. I kept the boat real close, and then it finally just cleared up, and that was our probably one of our best ways on that deal, you know, and mm-hmm. my guy caught three or four really good fish, but I mean, these guys are good. And, and I told them, you know, we're at the dock that morning and I'm waiting on my guys. I'm talking to Chad and everybody goes, Hey man, I've been having a tough time, tough time, you know, but uh, it's good. It's uh, it's all good. That It's not that we lost the fish. They just moved farther South and they're like two, two hour run for me. And I'm just going to wait. I can't right. run two hours, two and a half hours right now. You know, I got you. Yeah. Wow. So, wait for better things to come, Mickey. We're kind of hit a little lull right here, but I see that all the time this time of year. You know, it happens. Yeah, well, you have know, you heard any awful. good deer being killed in your area? I had. I had that one in Waco. Did you see that picture in Waco? That deer yeah, they that shot one in Waco. you sent me. That that was that was sweet. That was a monster. Oh, then Barry Barry killed a monster. Barry O'Brien killed a monster. Killed a one eighty ten point. Wow. What a deer. He was trying to kill it with his bow, and the deer was just too smart. <laughs> so he just couldn't yeah. ever get a shot. <laughs> and so finally got him with a rifle. But, it, you know, you kill that monster like 395 elk, and he kills a 180 deer. You've had a pretty good year, Bubba. He's on the you know, roll. He, he he's going to catch a 10-pound trout. I hope he gets a 10-pound Jump on a plane and go to Vegas and just put it on the wheel spin it all, baby. <laughs> uh, he's, he deserves it. He works hard at it. But I'm so just that, looking for that picture of that deer you sent me. That was from White. He killed that in Waco. Yeah, Waco. God, I'm not sure which one I've sent you. I'll, I'll look back. I, I, there's one. Well, there's Waco. two. There's two photos. Uh, one's got cactus in the background, so I know that's not Waco. That's South Texas. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That guy's probably in the one short person. sleeve, short and sh- short, short pants. But uh, right. 
Here's that one that looks like Waco to me. Boy, that is a stud. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. Got the split G2 on it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a big that deer. big old chocolate horn. Yeah, that's that's nasty. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, you know, it's and right in our leases. That, I'm looking at that picture of that 31 inch trout, and that's nasty. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I'd rather like have, the trout or the deer. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's hard to say. You know, golly, they're golly. both trophies. <laughs> oh, I know it. You know, that's that's what's so great about South Texas when you can chase a trophy trout and go home and get your deer rifle and go chase a buck you know we exactly. live in a cool place or go duck hunting i've seen tons That's of ducks our, coming in hey and they're they're whacking the ducks down at mansfield oh you know the new brothers down there i see some of his yeah. photos yeah. and man they're just they're pouring the coals to them but they're coming in i mean seeing so many ducks you seeing a and lot of a ducks falcon. your way yeah this falcon is his seventh year he's been here he's a banded falcon he follows those ducks in and uh, he lands on the same channel marker every year and sits there i watch him but I've seen this same falcon uh, every year. And uh, seeing those falcons follow those ducks in are pretty incredible. That's, uh, if you've never seen one hit a duck, it's, it's something you'll never, you'll never Looks forget. Looks like somebody shot a pillow with a shotgun. <laughs> it's <laughs> the most incredible <laughs> thing I've ever seen, man. Those peregrine falcons smoke. are some bad, bad machines. Boy, the way they bad. pull those wing backs and dive like uh -huh. they do. And you can always tell them flying. They got the real thick, fat wings. You know, kind of. Yeah. I know. There's just un, they're just totally look totally different. They're just like built for speed. You know, but uh, you know, it's just so cool to see them coming down and all the migration of the birds and things changing. The big bucks are coming out of the shoreline. We videoed this deer. Uh, God Almighty, Wednesday. So I'm putting in the uh, the shoreline. I drop the totemar down. Elin, I see something buckskin up there. So that's a deer. He's got his butt toward us. And I see horns over his butt. I said, wow. when you can see horns with his ass towards you like that, uh, <laughs> That's it's exactly going to be a good right. one. <laughs> you know, and he rages hit up just like a gagger. And he's standing. We got within 30 yards of him on the beach. He care less. <laughs> he's just sitting there grazing, you know. He probably came from 400,000 acres, never seen another person, you know. Yeah, never it's seen a cool. man before. Well, never then, seen another man. If we were up the Holy Land, called Holy Land, yeah. I see it, buddy. I see it, man. Let me knock this break out. I'll be right back, Cliff. Hang on. All right, man. Mickey. All right, man. Well, Onyx PFDs, you know, approximately 70% of all fatal boating accident victims drown. And out of that 70%, 87% of them were not even wearing a per personal flotation device. A PFD, it's like wearing a seat belt. It's the biggest safety feature proven to save your life. The Onyx AM24, that's the one I wear, and I like it. It's very comfortable. You can... Uh, Adjust it for, from convertible to automatic or to manual-only inflation. And the low-profile design, it keeps you comfortable, especially in the summer and hot weather. Plus, it has a soft neoprene neckline that won't rub you raw when you move from spot to spot in rough water. And the durable ripstop fabric, it resists tears and punctures. And inflatable PFDs are not really recommended for children and non-swimmers, but Onyx has a complete lineup of flotation devices to fit every situation. For more information, visit onyxoutdoor.com, or you can check them out at Academy Sports and Outdoors. I wear Onyx PFDs. You should, too. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents... Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 619 here in the Bayou City. All right, Cliff, we're back, bud. Thanks for All right, man. Yeah. I now, what that was Waco that picture, picture you sent me during the break? That's the Waco deer. That's that Waco deer. That's like, that's a mainframe 10. Really, it's a 16 point. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? I don't. I got to get the story on that. Man, those main beams, man, they look like they're 25 inches long. I'm thinking 26. I'm or thinking 26, 25, 26. 27. They're, yeah, they're it's, huge. It's insane, man. Uh, and got I don't split, even know the score. Uh, tine on his uh, left main beam. He's mm-hmm. got two, okay. three, four, five, six, seven, eight points on that one side on his left main beam. Yeah, Crazy. Insane. I can I can think a guy sent me that and didn't sit. <laughs> he just left me hanging. So I'm gonna be calling today and see what's going on. Tell me, I mean, tell me more about this deer. But I know it came from Waco. But God, what a deer, man. Beautiful. Mm. Old mature you, buck, too, man. Yes, sir. Are you seeing uh, that the deer's horns are average, below average? What are you thinking this Above year? Above average this year, what I'm seeing from everybody. East Texas. Yeah, uh, I'm saying, too, man. You know, all the way down south. You know, Blaine's deer have got, you know, he said all the horns are 5 to 10 inches better than last year on average. Mm-hmm, of course, too. I'm hearing that from everybody. And up in yep. the hill country, too, same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got a lot of deer. Our our ranch is so green. Our lease is so green. Uh, green it's not really coming to corn like they normally do. You know, we're not seeing right. a lot around the feeders. But our our videos was showing some great deer, some real studs. You know that we haven't seen. Uh, you know, Fred's been feeding that protein all year long. Uh, and boys made a difference in our deer. He's tired. Roasted, roasted soybean, all that all year long. It put some weight and some horn mass on our deer. Yeah. Well, and. You know, even though we were we're coming off a big time drought summer and drought year, a lot of these mm-hmm. areas had rains at the perfect time. The time that's when it matters. It's like kind of like the quail hatches and stuff. You know, if you get sure. it at the right time. You know, this yep. is so weird because we had all these quail earlier, and I haven't seen one in a week. I don't know what's going on two three weeks. Maybe they're there. Maybe they're just not coming out. You know, they they well do they that. they paired up time. for Blaine about you know a month ago. They started yeah. pairing yeah. up and and. And uh, then they get they and then they started nesting, and he said he's got baby quail everywhere, little bumblebees buzzing around all over the place. You know, oh, okay. with this maybe that's what's quail. going on. Yeah, I had a had maybe another good hatch. So, Mm-mm-mm. man, that's good. That's good. I I keep waiting to see some pictures from Blankos. As much acreage as he has, he's gonna get a good one. You know, it's gotta be a good deer. Oh yeah, just, they'll come. Yeah. And did his birds, you ever heard of his birds? Are they left yet? His doves? All his doves, he still got them, millions of them, with it closed. <laughs> and it, it opens back up, I think, in December. Uh, what was it? What the... Second season, I think, it's in the end of December or something. But I'm, yeah. I love that Well, it'll season. be uh, before Christmas, it'll open back up. It'll be perfect mm-hmm. for me when I go down. So if I get some warm days, and I can do some afternoon dove hunting, too, you know, after Isn't I hear in the morning. That late dove season. Man, I love that. Oh, oh I tell you. Some of the best shoots I've ever had, you know, I've always been in the second season. And mm-hmm. uh, unless something disastrous happens and all these birds get blown out of here, but uh, he's got them. He has mm-hmm. got them. That's, that's something. That's, uh, it's funny how, Dove, you got them one day and then something will happen up front and they just blow, everything blows out of the area. It's, it's happened to me so many times. It's usually, like I say, it's usually a rain or something to pull them out, but the, mm-hmm. the cold fronts will move the, move the northern birds in and, and, and push them out sometime too. So it's a, but normally in South Texas, that second second season can be pretty daggum good. Yeah. You know, we don't have a lot of white wing at that time, mostly morning dove. Most of the white wing have gone south, but uh, it's a great morning, morning dove hunt. I'm hoping that's going to happen this year. And I guess uh, the quail season all over Texas, we'll find out, you know, pretty quick what's going on there. I haven't heard a lot of good shoes, but I'm, I know that it's a little bit early. They like it when the, everything dies off, the grass dies off. They seem to kill more birds. But I have a lot of my clients who are big-time quail hunters. Man, they just they live and die by those quail. So in a few weeks, I'll start hearing from them how the quail are in Texas. I just can't afford to hunt quail like those guys do. It's an expensive bird. It really is. Well, like the old saying, Blaine says, hey, you know, deer hunters show up, they'll drive down, they'll be in a nice 
F-250 pickup or something come into deer hunting. He said, quail, quail hunters fly in on Learjets. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not sitting in. <laughs> oh. I got one of my clients that he, uh, he caters to those guys that own those arena football teams. You know, they own the teams and stuff, and they're multi-millionaires. Right. And th- this, they'll spend $35,000 on one quail hunt. He has a landing strip in his, on his leaf. They land their jets on and they go pick them up and stuff, and, uh, you know, they'll spend thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 on a quail hunt. <laughs> That's something, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Big money, man. Big money, man. But You know, and they're crazy. used to uh, hunting everywhere else in the United States where they have all that pin ray stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and they'll yeah. come down to Blaze, and it takes them a day or two to, to get on these wild birds. He said, boy, these wild quail are a lot harder to shoot than them pin raised birds. Would you there's think? No and they're better oh, eating too. Oh, there's no way better eating. You know, the only way you can do a pin raised bird to make them a little better is to feed them, you know, scratch and grain toward the end of their life. But if you just feed them those perina pellets and all that stuff, it's not going to taste the same, you know? No. But uh, something about grasshoppers, I guess. <laughs> they call eating those grasshoppers and bugs make them taste good. <laughs> Protein, man, I'm so baby. ready for a mess of quail. <laughs> yeah, I'm so ready for some, man. And, and I'm hoping I, I don't have any trips next week. I going on this whole week coming out so i'm just going to scout and run run around try to fish a little bit and and try to do i haven't even set the blind yet this year my my son came in and hunted that one afternoon but i ain't setting the deer blind yet this year it's been too hot you know very few right. times it's been good enough it's been cold i've been doing something else but i'm looking forward to seeing what's going on in the deer blind i need to get some some, some belleville meat going on i need to send something to belleville and there you go where meat is on. I missed my Belleville sausage last year. I missed it. Man, I got to get a deer into Belleville this year. I, I missed it last year. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. They just yeah. they put out a good product over there. Can't say enough about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get what something done. What have I been now? 15 or 16 years? And, wow. Uh, something. Excellent. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, I'm sorry about, you know, not coming on Monday, too, but it's not hey, working. Hey, it is what it just, is, man. I'd, I'd rather you tell me is. I'm honest. drive all the way down there and yes, we'll sir. just have to sit yeah. in your living room and look at big, giant mm-hmm. fish mounted on the wall and talk about it, <laughs> which yeah. ain't all bad either. <laughs> no, that's all right. But, you know, it's going to change. It changes just as fast, too. It'll it'll all flow all sure. this two or three foot, foot of water, get out here, and the, and the bait will get out of the sloughs again. The fish get back on the rocks and the grass bed and the sand like they are right now. But, Everything's kind of pushed in the middle of the bay. I look at my scanner out nine foot of water. I got fish. You know, you could bounce a worm down there and catch a few, but it's nothing like they just don't feed as well in that deeper most of the time they do up shallow. You know how they are. So I want to throw corkies and topwaters and plastics. I don't want to sit there, you know, jig down deep and you know, sit there in the boat all the time. We, we're used to wading and getting out there and catch some real fish. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what I want to do with you, you know. It was, was it two years you were down last time, Mickey, or three? I think it was two, wasn't it okay. two? I think it was four, before the freeze, though, wasn't it? Well, you know, it yeah. might have been. Might have uh, been yeah, three. Yeah, it was. It was three years ago. Boy, time okay. flies, doesn't it? I know. It's crazy, man. But I think about how it was, and that's how it was before two weeks ago, just like that, where there's just fish everywhere. And then the, that major push just pushed everything real far south. You know, and, and I can get to them, but, you know, it's hard to ride two, two and a half hours <laughs> to catch fish right now. You know, when I know in just a week or two, they're going to be back up here. So, we'll see what happens, buddy. But I was looking yeah. forward to seeing you. But, man, I'm going to have to wait. I think you're coming back maybe on the first week of December, right, with those guys? Third and f- or fourth and fifth or something, John told me. Yeah. And, and yeah. yeah. yeah we'll, just we'll give it another it shot then. We've got know? a better chance. Yeah, we got a better chance then, so we'll see what happens. I'll do, i got a lot of trips before that. I just uh, This week is... Is not, you know, real full, but the following week after that's full. So we'll get some time in the water and see what happens. Well, it's, that's fishing. That's the way it works. It is, buddy. Weather is, dictates man. everything we do in our lives, whether we're chasing is, deer, man. ducks. Well, ducks, it. it really don't matter that much unless you fog in. <laughs> I hate duck hunting in the fog. I just want to sleep in when it's foggy. I know. I just don't like running the boat in the but fog. But I have killed them in the fog before, you know. You just uh, you be sitting there in the blind. Everybody's you know everybody's down and out, and just we're talking and shooting the breeze, and all of a sudden you hear those wings. I love that sound. And boy, yeah. they just lock in and come into the decoys. But most <laughs> of the time, it's not like that in a heavy fog. Now, goose hunting—that's another thing in the fog. But yeah, I've, I've done some goose hunting. I think I'm over all that laying in the 
laying in the rags in the field, I might be over it. I don't know. <laughs> I might be too old, Mickey. I'm kind of looking toward that dove and quail. I right. do something what's on, man. I've, I've, I went up there around Eagle Lake and hunted up there with Mike, Mike and those guys out there, Mike Gregor and stuff. That was a great hunt, you know. That was something else back then. I know if Eagle Lake is like it used to be, but it was some pretty incredible goose hunting, man. But, uh, they say even the birds have changed a lot, patterns and all electronic calls. Everything's kind of changing. They're kind of getting used to all that stuff. Isn't that funny how the, when those electronic calls first came out, they were just devastating them? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And now they kind of got used to all that. Yeah, the old Willie Nelson. Turn Willie Nelson <laughs> on. Oh, no. I a haven't heard, you know. I, a lot of people I know, you know, we just don't get that good big-time goose hunting down here on the coast like we used to back in the day. And What happened? And a, lot of, you know? a lot of people are going, you know, up towards the Panhandle in Texas to hunt them and then even farther north, you know. They, yeah, a lot of guys I know they they just go to Canada and way up north. That's and, what Mike uh, did. Mike Harry went to Canada. He calls them those Greater Canadians. He's got a picture of one of his labs carrying one of those Greater Canadians. It's bigger than the dog. Bigger than the dog. <laughs> it was, exactly. It was incredible. I don't know how that, that dog was carrying that bird, but man, I, uh, I I could not believe how big that difference in that a great Canadian compared to a regular one. Oh my God! I've only seen a couple of those. Yeah, the ones we get down here in the coast, we call them bumblebees. Now, I did see a big one shot years ago. I think Sonny Bowman shot it over there around Smith Point in the marsh over there, and I forget what it weighed. It was it was huge. It was a monster. Huh. Yeah, we used to have them, right? We just don't have them now. Is that what the deal is? Do you used to kill them up there, the graders like that? Yeah, you'd, you'd get a few. I killed um, – when I was hunting for Ladnir down there on the mid coast that one winter, I was hunting over by Keller Bay and I was on this point and I heard them honking coming from behind me. And I said, y'all be real still. We're just dug down around wolf bush on sitting on milk crates, you know, been killing ducks and they flew over. They looked like B 52 bombers and we <laughs> killed four out of that. And, uh, they uh they dropped in the water and my dog went out there and she was swimming back with one and I'm going look how huge that goose is, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't believe something. it. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Hey, we laid it next to a snow goose and it dwarfed that snow goose. Wow, Mm-mm-mm. that's something. Yeah, that's you lucky. I've, I've never shot one. I've you know I've seen a couple of them, but never never got to shoot one of those greater Canadians. Yeah. But, uh, my dad did. My father did. He shot a bunch of them, you know, back you know, in Tabola, Texas. The water, they leave a hole in the water, buddy. That's I a bet bird. they do, buddy. God yeah, almighty, man. Going mm. uh, to do a little surfing today. The surf's been really fun. Uh, last couple of days, just beautiful, beautiful blue and about chest, maybe head high, just reeling. So going right. to get that surfboard out one more time so I can go without a wetsuit. I think the water's like 70, so. I got one more shot at it, then I think it's going to be over. So we'll see Man, I'd, I'd put my Batman suit on for 70 <laughs> my age. <laughs> I don't like that cold water anymore. <laughs> I don't either, buddy. I got a vest I wear, and that's about it. I'm done, man. But after that, I'm done. But I got to do something with my shoulder. My shoulders are really bad, so I'm thinking, Mandy, maybe this Those paddling shots stuff. didn't help? Back. Not like it did last time, Mickey. You know, it's weird. So I'm going on oh, about boy. a week now, and it's not sleeping much, so I'm going to try to do a little paddling, see if I can work that stuff around and get it going. But. It is, it's what it is. I'm still casting. It's a well, little grind to it. probably what it's from is all that paddling. You never quit surfing. Yeah, probably so. all your life. You've worn it out, yeah. man. I mean, it's just. I'm wore out everything. Same way with, cast when I was coming. Yeah. Same way with like me you get a with my, my, my knee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you and come down and fish, Cliff, give them some info, bud. All right, Mickey. Mariko 361-949-0707. Thanks, buddy. Hey, good talking to you, Cliff. Have a All good right. weekend and happy Thanksgiving. Right. See you, buddy. Uh, you too, Bubba. Thanks, man. All right, later. All right, that's Cliff Webb down in Corpus Christi. I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse croakers. They're located at the base of the Tech City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. And when you're pulling, headed towards the dike, just look to the right. You can't miss Boyd's One Stop. And if you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, Look no farther than Boyd's from their tanks to your live well. That bait's as good as it can possibly be, and there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. 
You can check them out on display firsthand at the store. You can call Jason Cogburn for more info at 281-701-8107. And while you're by the store, check out all their wild-caught Gulf seafood. They're, uh, there's no farm raised there at Boyd's. Their shrimp are they're fresh and right out of the Gulf. And uh, great prices, great selection, whether you're looking for the big 912s, the 16, 18 counts, and their Cajun Grill next door. They put out a pretty good little menu over there. Great price and, and really good tasting food. Call them at 409-945-4001 or check them out on the web at voidsonestop.com. And we- you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You do. Please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Final segment already. Goodness, time has flown by this morning. 638 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Livingston now to Penwall Campground and Marin and check in with old Harry Detan, see what he's up to. Morning, Harry. How you doing? Hey, good morning there, Mickey. How are y'all today? Oh, couldn't be better, brother. Couldn't be better. How you doing? Well, uh, doing fine. It looks like we're going to have a nice day up here today. We've got just a, yeah, a little bit of haze of maybe a little bit of fog looking way out on the lake. And, and uh, right. lake's flat. We've probably got about a, I don't know, maybe a five-mile-hour wind, something like that. Not much. But uh, I, I think it's 60, 65 or 66 degrees, something like that. So everything's pretty pretty pleasant. Everything's pretty calm and pretty still up here this morning. You know, the, you know, the lake, uh, we're right back at the uh, normal pool on the lake. I think we're, in fact, we're over just a little bit, just a, just a fraction over, over pool, which is not much, but, but, uh, that's pretty good. You're released down at the dam. It's about a little over 2,500 cubic feet a second, which, huh, on the, on the bad side, that's a little bit more than, than what's coming in. So, but it won't take it down quick. So. Early we'll get some more rain, but uh, had a good week up here this week. Uh, uh, traffic really, really low, really quiet. Not a, not a lot going on. Most of the guys that are around in here they're they're uh, uh, deer hunting and whatever. So that kind of leaves us a little bit a little bit quiet. So you seen or heard uh, any good deer killed in your area? I, I know that. I, have I saw a picture of one kill from you know over around Trinity. Mike Jeffco sent me. It was pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, awesome. You know, I tell you what. Uh, uh, it seems to be a, a, a pretty good area it's up around that Crockett area. Uh huh. Yeah, I've seen uh, a couple of good ones come out of the Crockett area this year already. Uh huh. Pretty good. Oh, and I saw one yesterday that was killed kind of up that way by a friend of mine's uh, stepson. Was a was a monster. Monster. Oh boy. Yeah, That's I mean. A good uh, Big old good and uh-huh. yeah, I've got I've got a few acre trees here on the on the property and, and uh, I guarantee you <laughs> at least these I don't know about the rest of them. There's a lot of acres on the ground underneath those trees and stuff. Right. So you know, so 
and and the deer, you know, they're moving at night. Uh, uh, I, I, and early in the morning, like when I get up in the morning, I go out to get in the truck. You know, I can look and, and uh, I'll catch a glimpse of one. They'll be out there eating grass or whatever. You know, I mean, kind of, kind of getting out of the way just a little bit. But uh, we've had like yesterday, Mickey. I mean. The temperature was really mild. I mean, it was just a, a nice shirt sleeve weather, and the, the skies were such a beautiful blue. I mean, it was just beautiful. And then all the trees, the trees are trying to start turning a little bit. Uh, I'm surprised they hadn't hadn't turned already, but but they're they're turning a little bit. <laughs> and the only bad thing about it, Mickey, the golden trees we have out yonder are dead ones. <laughs> 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 There's dead trees everywhere. Did all your trees this summer lose a lot of their foliage, you know, with that drought? Man, all my trees, they're not Uh, even turning yet because they it's like they fell, uh you know, in the summer, and they're kind of bare looking, but uh, they Uh, hadn't started turning yet. It's Thanksgiving. uh, It's time for that. That's a uh, that's a natural thing for a tree to do. Uh, Like when the tree gets stressed. They'll drop their leaves, sure, and and then they'll try to restart. You know what I mean? They'll mm-hmm. they'll just drop the leaves and they'll they'll restart. But you know that's a that's a pretty stressed tree. It, it's pretty pretty dry, you know. But we've had a lot of dry trees up here in this area. Uh, I, well, I, all I would say say all over East Texas as far as that goes. But uh, you know, I mean, uh, a lot of trees got stressed out, and, and you know you. You get to looking around and you see some of these big old uh, big pines or, or uh, big old oaks, and you know they've been there a hundred years and, and they they bit the bullet this year. You look like they said maybe they're a little bit weaker. I don't know, but because of the age, so <clears throat> I don't know. But it's been uh, we had a good week. Uh, uh, not a lot of activity around here. Uh, I uh, I see a few white bass coming in. Uh, they're starting to scatter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that fish has been pretty good. Uh, I've seen a lot of short black bass, uh, you know, just uh, uh, like 13 inch, something like that. Right. Uh, they seem to be doing doing pretty pretty well and all. So anyway, uh, it's nice to have the lake back full. And yes, it is. <laughs> Boy, it didn't take it long is. to fill that up, did it? <laughs> you know. You know, uh, Dallas got that, a lot more rain than I thought they did in those areas up there. They had some big rainfall amounts that I, you know, I didn't hear anything did. about it. They they did actually. Uh, Dallas had uh, had about three pretty good storms, kind of back to back. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, and they had that I mean, one line got, of them that stayed there for like two days. Yes, that's exactly right. And I think at one time they got about like seven inches of rain up yonder and and I watched the the gauging stations up and down the, the river coming out of Dallas, you know, and, and uh mm-hmm. my God, it'll tell you in cubic feet a second how much is coming down and and when it first started, you know, I, I said, you know, I bet we're gonna get two water out of it and you know, we turn and as the more it went I said, No, nah, it's gonna fill up. I mean it's uh, I was a little bit hesitant, you know. I thought. I mean, it filled up in a week. One week I talked to you, it was four foot low, and then the next weekend it was it was a level pool. Uh, when the water started coming down, Mickey, <laughs> I tell you the truth, it filled in three days. Yeah, I that's mean, crazy. I mean, in uh, Lake Livingston, in the pond, that's a big lake. You know, Mickey, I tell you what. Uh, here a couple of weeks ago, I was going. Uh, uh, over towards Huntsville, and I went across the big bridge, and I looked up uh, north and south, up and down the lake, you know. Mm-hmm. And this lake was four foot low, and I looked at that, and I said, you know, that's a big lake. So that's a lot of water left. I mean, it is. You know, uh, really four foot isn't much out of this lake. I mean, it is, you know, because it, it exposes a lot of stuff, and it exposes some bank line, but you get on top of that bridge and, and you look up and down this lake at, at, with it four foot low, and you'd think you'd think it was an ocean out there. I mean, it's, uh-huh. it, it's really, really full. So, but I was glad to see it come up. Uh, we've seen it come up over the years. Uh, 
uh, it can be down, and all it takes is, is one good rain coming out of that Dallas area, and and uh, yeah, it'll you can just you can well, that's such a huge watershed up above you, you know. Uh, oh, I think it's Mickey. I think it's like seven hundred and twenty miles of riverfront watershed, yeah, which it's, is it's a lot, thousand acre, and and you know, and that's all in the state of Texas. But you know, we just, the the uh, Texas just didn't have any any rain this summer or anything, you know. No. Just, just didn't do it. I mean, it, it was a dry, rough summer. Uh, I think I told you up there where we used to live there in the Panhandle. Uh, there's Parrington, Texas, and 15 miles away there's Booker, Texas, and there's a Highway 15 that it's in a straight line from Parrington all the way down to Booker, and and the rains that we normally get up here in the, the spring and the summer it kind of went around and it cut through the panhandle like that right Dude, there was one time that highway 15 that's all flat wheat wheat fields up there that highway 15 had two and a half foot of water on top of it and it's i remember up. seeing that that was yeah. crazy yeah that they it's crazy. normally don't get and i think there was one little town up there you may know of, i can't remember the name of it it got wiped off the map by a tornado Oh, that was Parrington, Texas. Was that yeah, Parrington that they, got wiped out like that? It, it was. It was Parrington, Texas, and that was 15 miles from Booker. I yeah. mean, they got they got torn up by the tornado, and then next, and then they they wasn't even getting over that, and here comes all this rain, you know, and, and all, mm. and it just flooded everything out through there, you know. I mean, uh, I I had a picture of that and and that looked like the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> I mean, wow! I mean, it was a huge area that was covered with water, and, and part of it's it's still covered. The, the water hadn't saturated through the ground yet to to completely disperse of it. It's still still pretty wet up in in that area. Huh. But uh, but I guarantee you, uh, yeah, that was a terrible tornado. I think it. I think it, uh, I read or told i think it's destroyed uh like 30 businesses in parrington mm-hmm. and you know there can't be much over 30 in parrington to start with yeah I pretty mean, much wiped it off the map man it did see it and, and they're still recovering hopefully they'll they'll get uh they'll get back to uh closer to normal than what they are but there's still a lot of people up under i mean uh waiting on uh, uh insurance and 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 uh, the help and, and everything else. So, yeah, them uh, insurance companies won't wait on your payment, but boy, they'll wait on no, paying. They will. You ain't kidding. <laughs> that is exactly right. I mean, yeah, we wrecked a pickup one time, Mickey, and, and uh, it wasn't our fault. It was the other lady's fault. That she pulled out in front of us, and and you know that uh, the next day that insurance agent he, he was out there. He was wanting to write me a check for that pickup and. I said, no, I don't think so. I don't think that's enough money. You know, they they come out and they they want to catch you about halfway in a bind, you know, and they know you yeah. need that money to get another vehicle, you know. So they're Johnny on the spot, and and they'll uh, pretty much uh, lowball you every time. But the longer you wait, the more money you'll get. You know, you just sit down and say, no, I don't. <laughs> that was my that was my granddaddy's pickup, and uh, oh, it's a family heirloom, you know. <laughs> Whatever, but uh, it pays. It pays the way to not be in such a hurry sometimes. But anyway, most of the time I wind up in a hurry and, and then all. But but anyway, we're gonna have another quiet. We're gonna be a quiet weekend up here this weekend, Mickey. And, and uh, I know it is. We got Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, it's coming Thursday. Uh, I kind of look for a few people to be up for Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, but then the holidays on Thursday, that's going to that's gonna cut this weekend real short. But uh, Probably will, but, yep. But, you know, as far as, as far as this year goes, I mean, uh, this is, uh, without a doubt, Nick, is probably one of the, one of the uh, toughest years we've had, and, and I don't know when. But, you know, we started out, and, you know, the early spring months, I think we got rained out nearly every weekend, and, and uh and then it progressed and, and uh, hit 100 degrees and everything else, you know, and then the lake went started going low. So we'll just roll. It's kind of like farming, you know. If you don't make it this year, just hang on 
maybe you can have a good crop next year. So, yeah, but, but it's kind of like gadding. You lose that day to weather, you can't make it up. It's just uh, gone. No, you can't. No, it's gone. It's, a, it's history. It sure is. But, but anyway, that's that's the way it goes. You know, I mean, you know, that's a people don't realize. You know, you know, taking people fishing is uh, not all fun. It's a lot of work. You know, I mean. I mean, you know, I used to come in, Mickey, I don't know about you, but I'd come in like on Sunday evening and I'd been fishing all week long. And sometimes I'd stand in the mirror uh, showering and, and shaving, you know, and I'd be sitting and it's and like you're rocking back and forth, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'd uh, just had a, had, to, had a natural oh, rock yeah. to it. But, but uh, you know, it's uh, there's a lot of good times. Fishing, and yeah, I used to do that when I'd come in from offshore fishing. You know, you'd yeah. still feel like you were swaying and rocking. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's, you know, a lot of times, you know, I'd, I'd probably fish maybe a little bit. You know, it might be a week where you had quite a bit of wind, you know. And uh-huh. and, uh, and I know one year, uh, you know, those, I was fishing over there. There's an area called Mill Creek. I was fishing Mill Creek. Uh, quite a bit because it's kind of set in the pocket, but but I couldn't run on my trolling motor and I was having to set an anchor, you know, and and, uh, and so you know that kind of made we was catching fish like crazy, but uh, uh, it kind of made it a little bit rough and and uh, uh, I, I know people they got to, uh, got there'd be other people and they got where they just troll right right in front of the nose of my boat, you know and. And, uh, uh, you know, so I put up with that a little while. And then about a day or two later, I, I had me, uh, I think, 150 foot of anchor line. And uh, I went way out and I set that uh, I set that anchor line way out to me. <laughs> and, uh, and then I just come back on it to where I wanted to be. And all they did come trolling by. Next thing you know, you know, I done caught their lure, you know, and I'm just, well, you know, I mean, shouldn't throw in front of my boat. You know? <laughs> but, but anyway, <laughs> that's just some of the silly things, you, silly things you do and all. But anyway, but anyway, we had a good time doing everything and all. And all, you know, like old John Plum, you know, uh, do you know John? No, I didn't know him. You didn't know you know, I know of him, but I didn't know him. Yeah. I tell you what, that boy was a, he was uh he was an old school fisherman. Uh he really was. Uh uh he could he could find a spot as easy without GPS as you could with GPS. But then uh, you know, he was all his lower end man, you know. And, yeah. Uh you know, the only bad thing about John, you know, he had a he always had a Coke can on it, but uh, he wasn't always Coke in that can. <laughs> so, I know we come down to here one time fishing was fishing was getting a little little tough, and, and uh, uh, old John he stopped the boat and he said, "Well, he said I, I think this is a think and drink situation right here." You know? <laughs> so anyway, but. He could catch fish, and, and you know, and uh, you talk about somebody that could read a death finder, uh, that boy could read a death finder. He knew exactly what he was saying, and, and <clears throat> that was, and that was, that was 20 years in front of, uh, behind a live scope, you know, there was no right. live scopes or, or nothing, you know. Now technology's and, really changed these days, buddy. That's a whole new world out there. Uh-huh. Yeah, the first decent depth finder I had, I think, was a hundred, hundred, about a hundred dollar hummingbird, and I thought that yeah. was. Uh, we thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> oh yeah, we sure remember the old pa- remember the old paper charts. Oh yeah, oh yes, yes, graphs and stuff from flashers and everything oh, else. Oh yeah, Heck, flashers you know, and the, paper charts and oh yeah. When I when I first started out, I guarantee you, Mickey, I, you could buy a house for the price of a live scope today, you know. I, I know, or a new uh, rig. Yeah, or a new rig, or you know, I think that first exactly. boat I bought. I, I think that first boat I bought it. It had the biggest Johnson engine on it you could get, which was a, 
125 horse, and I think I paid $3,200 for boat, motor, and trailer, you know. I believe it. All, it's, all you can't even, crazy can't even get a trailer for that anymore. Well, Harry, I got to run, buddy. I'm already out of time, but if somebody wants to call you up at Penwall, give them a number, man. Just call us up here. It's uh, 936-967-4752. And I hope everybody has a good holiday this year. We're going to do safe. it. Happy Thanksgiving, Harry. Right. See you, buddy. Thanks. All Thank right. y'all. Take care. All right. That's Harry Detan up at Penwall Campground and Marina at Lake Livingston. Unfortunately, we're out of time. We'll be back in the morning bright and early, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.